BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, our musical guest is Mike Powers with a set of three 1960s inspired songs. KB Cabaret is brought to you by Aqualicious. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada. Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, My life is a miss because I do not understand my parents' behavior. Last year, they have decided to join a retirement community at the age of 75. My brother and I thought this was a wonderful idea. A four-bedroom home is much too much for them to take care of, not to mention landscaping and shoveling the snow... My brother and I couldn't help with the day-to-day maintenance of their home since we both live respectively 250 and 400 miles away. So now we found out that they have a cult widely spread in this particular retirement community. The residents have a strange religious service, including bloodletting of a chicken, which they bake later and eat. Pretty much everything is shared. Clothing, food and this is what confuses us, shelter and spouses. They have their own townhouse in this community, as do the other residents, but they do not lock their doors, and if one or both feel like sleeping in someone else's bed, they can. Granny Ada, I have never heard of such a thing. Our parents are cult swingers. 
This is bothersome, to say the least. I swear, every time I call them on the phone and hear them panting, I'm not sure what is going on. Please advise. My brother and I are at our wits' end. Signed, hot and bothered. Dear Bothered, How delightful! Having a pair of 75-year-old misfits fooling around. Obviously, your hippie parents feel they were suppressed over the years living the conventional life. Although I believe seniors should live a healthy lifestyle in every way, going 50 shades of white is not considered appropriate. It is a well-known medical fact that since 2007, STDs have gone up 52%, spreading syphilis like wildflowers in the fields. Here is my advice. Tell them to get a checkup first and foremost. Insist they at least get some sort of protection like rubber coats and umbrellas. Then, my dears, don't pick up the phone. There's nothing you can do. You and your brother do not need to witness your parents' gone-wild party scenes. I suppose they feel they only live once, but I do know for a fact that Medicare, no matter how good, does not cover the costs of a broken libido. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada KB Cabaret is pleased and grateful to welcome this week's musical guest, Mike Powers, who comes to us with three dynamic songs. Mike explained to us how his music acquired its strong 1960s pop influence. Well, I grew up in the 60s, and that's primarily what I heard on the radio. It was just a thing that was happening, and the music grabbed you. I could listen to some doo-wop and some other stuff, and... Usually my parents didn't have it on the radio. Every once in a while, I'd hear an Elvis song, and I thought, well, hey, that's pretty good. But when the Beatles came out, there was hands that just grabbed me by the ears and pulled me inside the radio. And then from there on, it was just, I, it just struck a chord. It was just exciting. It sounded good. There was a lot of variety. I just wanted to know how to do that. Mike tells us that the first song he's brought for us this week is about a guy in love with his girl, but, alas, all she likes to do is read instead of paying attention to him. So, he starts reading too, and then, everything's all peachy and they lived happily ever after. The end. Let's listen to The Library Song.
Bree. All is beautiful here in Sunny Hill Sanatorium, Colorado Springs. My nerves are slowly healing, and I am starting to know my real self. It is nice to accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Since I am coming back in a few weeks, I am forwarding a scrumptious recipe my grandmother used to make— Apple wine bread pudding. <laughs> Nothing better than soothing yourself with a nice warm bread pudding in these cold winter months. Please post this on your website and give my love to you and your wonderful audience. Be back in a few weeks. Best to you all. Beulah. Hi, I'd like to report a theft. Okay, sir, do you have a medical emergency? No. Are you in immediate danger of losing your life or lip? No, ma'am, just a theft. Tell me the nature of your situation, sir. Someone stole my umbrella. Someone stole your what? My umbrella. Someone stole your umbrella? Yes, ma'am. That does not constitute an emergency, sir. Uh, it is when you're standing out in the rain. No, it doesn't. But I'm getting soaked. I'm really sorry about that, sir. Well, you're no help to me. Well, sir, if you were made out of sugar and were in immediate danger of melting, I would send someone out right away. Huh? Are you made out of sugar, sir? No, that's absurd. 
Then I can't help you. Wait, I, wait, I changed my mind. I am made out of sugar. Too late, sir. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You already told me you weren't made out of sugar. I'm sorry. Well, what am I supposed to do? Have you thought about getting out of the rain? No. Why not? Well, because my first thought was to call you. And what was your second thought, sir? Well, now that you mention it, I guess my second thought was to get out of the rain. Always go with your second thought, sir. Goodbye, and have a nice day. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents... The Dysfunctionals. Family trips are special occasions. We rarely travel as an extended family, so one fateful year, we decided the time had come. Our baby was now a little over one years old, and she was travel-ready. My parents thought it would be a nice treat if we all got in their Fleetwood and drove to Miami. After all, Cadillacs are roomy, and the five of us would coast all the way to the south with no issues. This is what really happened. How many things can one woman pack for two weeks? I need my shoes, Stanley. They match my outfits. But you have four full-size suitcases. The entire family only packed two, and that includes the baby. You do this to me every time we travel, Stanley. You know my heart can't take it. Oh, where's my medicine? Your anti-anxiety pills are right in front of you. Don't forget to pack those. No, it's my heart medication. Oh, they're right in front of me. I don't want to forget to pack those. God, take me now. What are they arguing about? Her anti-anxiety pills? Honey, uh, could could you take the bottle? Elizabeth is done eating. She looks so calm and complacent. One-year-olds do that. You done out there? Yes. Elizabeth is just about falling asleep. Oh, like an angel. Well, let's go. Your mother-in-law's finally finished. I can't sit in the middle. I, I get claustrophobic. I'll place Elizabeth's car seat in the middle, between the two of us. Are you sure, dear? I could sit in the middle, but I get claustrophobic. I know, Mother. You already told me that. There. All set. Why does the car seat have to take up so much of the space? Can't you just hold her? No, Mom. That's the law. The law wasn't like that before. I know, Mom. That's just the way things are. Will you people please shut up and get in the damn car? Okay, okay. Watch your language in front of the baby, Stanley. We'd like to get going sometime today, if that's not too much to ask. Did you remember to lock the back door, Stanley? Yes, I remember to lock the back door, Ruth. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Stanley, I can't find my heart medication. You said you packed them. It must still be on the kitchen counter. Are you kidding me, Ruth? Well, they're not here. You always do this to me, Ruth. Almost on the road and you can't find something. I'm sorry, Stanley, but I need my heart medication. You need the heart meds and I'll end up having a heart attack. God help me, Ruth, if we ever get to Florida and I'm not dead yet, I'm I'm going to kill you. Stop it, Stanley, or I'm getting out of the car. Here, let me unlock the door for you. See what you did? You woke up the baby. You're the one who wants me to jump out of the car. Shh, it's okay. Papa doesn't really mean it. He's just an angry, wingy old man. That's right, honey. Grandpa's just upset because Grammy's a senile old lady. You take that back. 
Will you two stop it already? This happened every single time you took a trip during my childhood. Either you overpacked or you forgot to bring something. That's not true. This is the first time. Always happens. Okay, I hope everyone has everything because I'm not turning around again. We'll be lucky to make it out of New York State by nightfall at this rate. Well, don't look at me. I have my medicine now. I don't know how I left it on the counter. Did you lock the back door, Stanley? I checked the back door, the front door, and the stove. Everything is locked and off. You don't have to get snippy. Things like that are important. Well, this is nice. A little peace and quiet. Not for long. Five bucks your mother-in-law says it's too cold. No, my sleeping. Oh dear, the baby. Stanley, it's too cold in here. The baby's crying. What did I tell you? Uh-huh. No, Ma, the sun through your window is bothering her. It's shining in her eyes. Here, Ma, put this baby screen on your window. How do you keep this thing up? Here, let me spray water on the suction cups. Now turn. Hun, uh, could you give me a baby bottle from the cooler? Sure, hon. I thought she's crying because of the sun. Probably, but her diaper's dry, so she may be crying because she's hungry. She's covering all ends. Well, I don't think this baby screen is doing enough for Elizabeth. Let me cover the window with my afghan. Ruth, I can't see the cars on my left. Lower that thing down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is that better? Well, at least now I can see. You see? The baby stopped crying. My afghan is better than that little screen. Why do you feed Elizabeth so much? It soothes her. A pacifier would soothe her better. I've tried that. She knows the difference. Yes. One has 150 calories and the other zero. I know you're right, but I don't want the baby cry. Ma, what's wrong? My arm. My arm. I can't feel my arm. Ma, why can't you feel your arm? The afghan. I've been holding it up so long my arm fell asleep. Well, then let it go. The screen is fine. You're so stubborn, Ruth. Oh, the pain is so sharp. Put something warm on it. It'll take the tingling away. Warm? There's nothing warm enough in here. It's freezing. Oh, for God's sakes. Ah, gross. Oh, Elizabeth just threw up all her milk on me. You're an idiot. Your mother told you you feed the baby too much. I told... Dad, you have to stop. This is gross. I need to change. I have milk all over me. Oh, for God's sake, I was making such good time. Dad! Little sharp dubbing needle pains all over my arm. Okay, okay, all of you shut up. I just missed the exit. Dad! And so, after half an hour, father made his way to a rest stop. I changed, and mother's arm was fine. The baby was car sick through the entire trip, so we had to stop every few hours. I wore towels. The two-day trip turned into four, but we made it without killing each other. I would like to say this trip made us closer. What I can say is this trip made us decide we would never travel together again in one car. Even though Cadillacs are roomy, and so our saga ends again for now but join us next time for the dysfunctionals brought to you by aqualicious the gently used signature water you can proudly call your own Water is becoming a rare commodity. Our water supply diminishes every year. 
In Los Angeles alone, water has decreased by 63 trillion gallons of groundwater. What do we do? Oh, what do we do? Well, Aqualicious has come up with a gently used signature water you can proudly call your own. This is great water, Tim. What do you call it? I call it the Tim water, Alice. And because you went upstairs, you now have your own Alice water, too. Yes, that's right. Why flush out when you can filter in? Aqualicious has its own patented Peebo to instantaneously recycle and filter your urine, making each and every glass a signature of delight. Ah, oh, wow. This is the cleanest water I've ever tasted, Alice. I know, Debbie. I know. Aqualicious, try yours today. Available at all good aids and welcomes. Mike Powers' next piece is another pastiche love song from the 1930s Hollywood silver screen era. A guy goes through the weekdays waiting for Wednesday night, which was just perfect with romance, moonlight, his honey pie, but Thursday came and took it away. Let's listen to Wednesday Night on KB Cabaret. Let's go backstage at KB Cabaret and find out what shadowy creatures lurk behind the scenes.
Hey, good morning. You ready for another week of fun? Sure. I love this job. How are you doing at breaking in the new rider? He hasn't quite caught on to reality yet. He's still in the hazing phase. Hey, good morning, kid. How's it going? Terrible. I had to work the entire weekend. Breach just wants more and more sketches. I finish one, she wants two more. I'm telling you, she's insatiable. Well, what did you come up with? Uh, just this one sketch about Donald Trump and his cockatoo. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> you know Bree hates those sentimental sketches. Oh, man. She's really going to be mad. God, I hope she doesn't hit me. Don't worry, kid. The bruises only last for a few weeks. If it wasn't for the money, I wouldn't be here. That's for sure. Wait a minute. You guys are getting paid? Well, you know, only $25 a word. What? She told me I'd get rewarded once the show went into syndication. <laughs> you <laughs> fell for that old syndication line? Oh, That's it's... the oldest line in the book. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm going to go right in there to Bree's office and demand my equal rights. Better not go in there before she had her morning coffee. The last guy who tried that ended up hogtied and hornswoggled. I think it would help if you washed the windows in her office. Oh, oh no. Oh my god, it's Bree. It's Bree. Quick, what, what do I tell her? You're a writer. Make something up. Uh, yes, Miss Harvey. Uh, the sketches. Uh, yes, ma'am. Right away, ma'am. They just, yeah, they just need a little more polishing up and 10 o'clock today? Uh, of course, ma'am. Uh, Miss Harvey, I, I wanted to ask you about the money. What? Oh, syndication. Yeah, right. You did mention that before, but yes, yes, ma'am, I, I understand. No, I won't let you down this time. Goodbye, Miss Harvey. Well, I guess you told her. What'd she say? She said she wants those sketches by 10 o'clock or she's going to cut my pay in half. <laughs> Great job, Mr. Macho. And she wants the sketches to be funny this time. Look on the bright side, kid. Once we get into syndication, you'll get your just reward. You'll be rich and old. Yeah, you and your cockatoo, too. Laws have changed. Times are different. Rules are more rigid. Trust no one. Fear everyone. Better be safer than sorry. I get it, I know. I'm not stupid. But I am old. Well, maybe not old, but middle-aged. So because I am in my mid-years, I can look back 40 years of my life and say, I was 13 and times were different. Yes, cars were invented, and we did fly to the moon, I think. But airport security was not like it is today. Back in my childhood, it was loose, almost carefree. Why am I bringing up this topic in the first place? Come back with me, 40 years to the LaGuardia Airport in New York City. Okay, we checked the dog in, and boarding is within the hour. I'm worried about our puppy. So she's blind, but she is very well adjusted. You should be proud. I know, but she's in a cage in the cargo section of the plane. The pet cargo section is pressurized. She'll be fine. I hope so. Are you sure she won't be scared? Yes, dear. Now let's find a restaurant. All this worrying on your part is making me hungry. So we searched out a restaurant in the main terminal and ordered. Also, a side of fried onion rings, please. Yes, ma'am. Anything else, ladies? No, that's it. 
We don't have that much time before boarding, Mom. I know. He'll bring it right out. We'll eat, then we'll go. I'd much rather sit here than in that crowded waiting area. Do you realize how many people cough and sneeze in there? Not more than the inside of the cabin of a plane. But then I didn't say it out loud to Mother. I knew better than to contradict. We got our sodas. But the onion rings? How long can it possibly be to make onion rings? How long can it possibly be to make onion rings? I'll check for you, ma'am. Never mind. We have a plane to catch. Just give me the bill. I'm sorry, ma'am, but your plane is already on the runway. What do you mean, already on the runway? We boarded the plane ten minutes ago. I'll check if you can get on the next flight out to Fort Lauderdale. Did I say panic? I never saw Mother panic until that moment. Next flight out, our blind dog is on this plane. There is no way I'm going to let her wait for us for hours. She is sure to die from fright. Let me see what I can do. He got on the phone and made us wait. We were sweating it. What could possibly be done? All I knew is that I hated onion rings. Come with me. We walked for what seemed like an eternity and then found ourselves outside surrounded by Boeing 747s. We're taking you out to the runway. Plane is being delayed for boarding. Oh, I can't thank you enough. Here, climb aboard the baggage cargo transport. It was surreal. Mother and I in the middle of one of the busiest airports in New York riding to our missed plane on the runway via a baggage truck. The aircraft stairs to our Fort Lauderdale ride was let down. The flight attendant on board bemusedly took our tickets. I felt the eyes of the other passengers piercing through my mother and I like lasers. Who could they be? The pilot's family? VIP? Terror? No. Terrorists were not in the vocabulary 40 years ago. <sighs> Times have changed. The bright side to this story is we arrived to Florida safely, and our blind sweet dog was happy we were there to greet her. And what lesson can you learn from this story? Never order fried onion rings right before a flight. They may be tempting, but in the long run, they're not so good for you. The bird. Years ago, my parents, bless their hearts, decided to go on a trip. It was a nice break for them and for us. My husband and I were thrilled when they announced the news. We're going on a trip. Yes, for three weeks. Wow, that's wonderful. Yes. What are you so thrilled about? Nothing, nothing. So where are you going? Yes, where are you going? To Spain, Austria, and Hungary. Your mother wanted to go to Hungary. Hungary's nice. Hey, you seen one church, you seen them all. Nice. We have a favor to ask you, dear. Yes, mother, we will take care of the house. No, dear, that's not it. I want you to take care of Perry, your parakeet. Oh, sure, Mom. I'll come over and feed him. No, you're not going to feed that thing here. You're taking it back to your house. Yes, what he means, dear, is Perry needs to be around family. No, I mean that thing is filthy. 
No, he's not fifty. He's only three. He just would be lonely all day long. So we brought Perry home to our house. Now, don't get me wrong. I like animals, but taking care of pets is a responsibility, especially other people's pets. Eight days in, and all was well. I took care of Perry like a boss. Oh, Perry! I found some diabiscuits for you. Perry, want a cracker? I saw Perry laying down in his cage. Never saw him do that before. He must have had a stressful day. So I went about my business in the kitchen. Honey, what's wrong with Perry? Nothing. He's resting on the bottom of his cage. Isn't that a little bit weird? It never occurred to me that birds sleep on their perch. That they don't lay down on the floor of their cage. What? I, I never had a bird when I was growing up. Well, that little sob decided to drop dead on my watch. <sighs> I panicked. What should we do? Bury it. I can't bury it. Mother would want to be at the burial. Really? You know, Mother, she would want to write a eulogy and everything. I can't take that platform away from her. But what will we do with a dead bird for two more weeks? Put it in the freezer. In the freezer. Yes. Where are the Ziplocs? So for two weeks, Perry remained in the freezer in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream. When the parents came back from their trip. I did not expect their reaction. Oh, you! Why would I want to see a frozen dead bird? Only an idiot would think of something like that. I'm sorry. I thought the burial for your special family member would be important. It's only a bird, for God's sake. She's such an idiot. So my husband and I decided we would bury poor Perry the parakeet the next day. In the morning, we got up early and were ready to dig his grave. When Howard looked out the window, uh, honey, did you look outside? No, what's wrong? And there it was, over a foot of snow. Apparently, we had a blizzard overnight. Perry remained in our freezer for the next four months, right in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream, since no one wanted to open the freezer that snowy, harsh winter. In the spring, we buried Perry and bought a new side-by-side -side refrigerator. We never did eat that turkey. It's Friday! 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 We made it through another week with our integrity, dignity, and body parts only partially damaged. It's Friday! 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 We get a temporary break from the clueless, the incompetent, the peggish, the degenerate, and the criminally insane. It's Friday. Friday. No mandatory fifteen percent unpaid overtime. No mandatory diversity sensitivity training sessions. No mandatory security audits for our hard drives. No mandatory five p.m. staff meetings. Ooh, baby, baby, it's Friday. Friday. No back slapping, boot licking, apple polishing, bosses boys trying to make the rest of us look bad. 
No power-hungry sociopathic secretaries who won't type a letter, schedule a meeting, or answer the phone. No grossly disgusting crud-encrusted break room microwave ovens that smell like food from eight different countries. No offshoring, outsourcing, or global resourcing your job to some third world sweatshop worker earning 37 cents an hour. Mm, pretty mommy, it's Friday! Friday! No toilet paper locked up in protective plastic containers that give you gnashed teeth, pulled muscles, and broken fingernails, but no toilet paper. No dollar bill changer that refuses to take your last dollar when you need a caffeine fix right now or the top of your head will fall off. No cleaning lady who misses that hair on the side of the sink for three days in a row. No fighting for the last parking spot with that arrogant creep from accounting who has a my child is an honor student bumper sticker and tassels on his shoes. Oh sweet child of mine, it's Friday! Friday! No paper-jammed copiers. No computer geeks from IT. No co-workers with turd breath. And for the next two days, the boss can kiss his own butt. so awful for my sister-in-law. She's been in the hospital for two months. Oh, man, it's awful. Yeah. The liver? No. Kidney? No. Her lungs? No. Well, then why? She's a nurse. Whoa, Carrie, how do you get so much milk out of your cow? Well, Monty, you gotta be nice to her for one thing. Yeah? Uh, yeah, every morning I go to her and I say, well, bossy, what's it gonna be today? gallon of milk or sirloin? What will you have, Mac? I don't care. I just want it big, cold, and full of vodka. Hey, Alice! There's someone here to see you! Please begin. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been one year since my last confession, and these are my sins. Well, Father, I, I don't know how to say this. Don't worry. God understands and forgives us all. There, there's nothing you could say that would shock me. Well, Father, that puts me at ease. Now go ahead, my son. Well, Father, I've had six outside of marriage. Mm, how many times have you done this, my son? 347 times in the past year. My goodness, 300... Forty-seven times with one woman in one year. Oh, no, Father. Many different women. A few times with each. Well, you, you must travel far and wide to find that many sinful women. Does, does your job take you all over the country? Oh, no, Father. I, I work and live in the village. I've never left the village. Well, I see you're pulling my leg. There are no more than a hundred women in this entire village. So, so there's no way your story could have happened. But... You have added being a sinful liar to your sins. I swear it's all true. Of course it is not true. I, I was saying to my housekeeper just the other day how the people today have no regard for the truth. Oh, Mrs. O'Reilly, lovely woman, large breast, likes a good 
hat on the bottom. Are you saying that my housekeeper has been up to no good with the likes of you? Well, just three times at the most. Good Lord, man, she's a member of the church choir. Ah, the choir. Mrs. Shields, choir director. And then Maggie, Angela, Colleen, Rose, Sheila, Peg. Oh, and so many more. All spectacular women in their own unique ways. The whole choir. The choir my choir. Afraid so, Father. No. I refuse to believe any of this. B besides, it is mathematically impossible for you to have done this. As I said, there cannot be more than 100 women in this village. I see your point, Father, but apparently I'm very good at this particular sin. And I can only assume it was word of mouth. Word of mouth. I, I still refuse to believe it because it physically is impossible for you to have done this. It would require you to have done the, the act more than three times a day over the course of a year. So, so there. Not trying to be snotty here, Father, but you stick to your area of expertise and I'll stick to mine. As I said, I'm very good at this particular sin, so it's not more than three times a day every day, just some days. And, I mean, just do the math, 100 into 365. Well, well, all I can say is I'm glad the doors of the convent are locked. Yes, except Tuesday and Thursday afternoons between three and six. My God, man, I am gobsmacked. It, it means I am the shepherd of the village of loose women. If what you say is true, then you have not only committed the grave sin of sex outside of marriage. Many of the women you speak of are married. That means you and they are nothing but dirty adulterers. Let's not pile on here, Father. Pile on? All right, that's quite enough. One thousand Hail Marys and one thousand Our Fathers. Now get out of here before you implicate my dear mother. Well, that's another reason I came here today, my son. The Outsource Doctor. Good morning, Mayfield Medical Clinic. Yeah, this is Marty Murphy. Can I speak to Dr. Parker? I'm sorry, sir. Dr. Parker's job has been outsourced. What? You've been assigned Dr. Baharat Vindaloo in Bangalore, India. Hold on. I'll connect you, sir. Wait, I don't want a new doc. Oh, good morning, Mr. Murphy. I am Dr. Vindaloo, your new doctor, and I am so happy to be here. You are my first patient. Didn't they tell you I don't want a new doc? I am so excited. I am the first one in my family not to go to the family business. Family business? High-tech helpline. Now, what can I do for you today? Well, I need a doctor's signature on this form for my life insurance. I'll just email it to you, and then we'll be all set. Oh, no problem. Let me look at your chart. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, Mr. Murphy, I see some blood pressure and cholesterol numbers that are way too high. I feel fine. Now, if you could just sign that form, I can get my life insurance, and you can get back to the high-tech helpline. Mm, you've been eating the sacred cow, haven't you? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not sacred to me. Well, you should be eating your fruits and vegetables. My what? 
fruits and vegetables. I'll sign your form after you begin a new diet with exercise, medication, relaxation techniques, nutrition education, and stress relief. No, you don't understand. All I need is your... Then cut off all tobacco and alcohol. And no more sacred cow. Now my blood pressure is way too high. I don't need any of that stuff. All I need is your signature. And once I get it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a big steak dinner with macaroni and cheese topped with butter and bacon, followed by chocolate chip ice cream mud pie. The whole pie. And no fruits and vegetables. Then I'll have a cigar and brandy. How do you like that, you medical terrorist? I want you to send me a picture of you performing your first exercise. What exercise? First, put on a like that's glove. Oh, no! And now, time for our weather report. Ah, oh, whoa, don't worry. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Ah. Whew, hey, kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> Unless your parents aren't home. <laughs> Well, okay, as you can see, it's raining out. But I don't wear no raincoat because when I'm doing what I do, I take chances. That's right, no protection for me. Can the other guys say that? Uh-uh. Now, I'm going out on a limb here and take a chance by saying it's going to keep raining for most of the day. You know why? Because I heard it on Channel 5, that's why. But hey, any yokel can read a national weather report and look at a computer model. Well, I'm no yokel, pal. I'm strapping myself to this rocket here and blasting off directly into the clouds to get a closer look. Why? Because the other guys won't, that's why. Now stand back, everyone. This is Stan Hammer, signing off. See you in the water! Some assistance uh, finding a remote control for my mom. Sure. Just go in the back by the TV. The specialist can help you there. Thank you. So anyway, I was going to do Yes. Um, I need some assistance, please. Well, take your turn, honey. I'm sorry. I just was wondering if there was anyone else who could help me. Do you see anyone else? No. Well, then, there's no one else. Anyway, I was... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, what? Just a quick question. Hmm? Uh, about the remote control. Honey, honey, this is not going to help you any faster. Just let me finish with this customer. I just... Uh? I need to... Uh-uh. Uh, know if you... Uh? Had a user-friendly remote. <sighs> Behind you to the left. Oh, thank you. Oh, dear. I see you're not with anyone now, and I need to... I'll be right with you. Okay. It's just that... I will be right with you. Okay. Say, is there anyone else who can... No. I just have a... I'll... Be right with you, okay? Okay, then. Now then, what can I do for you? 
Well, my mother's 85, and she had a hard time with the remote control button, so I'm trying to... Yellow? I was talking. I'll be right with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll check it for you in the warehouse. No, no problem. I'm so sorry. I have to check something in the warehouse for a customer. I'll be right back in a jiff. I'm a customer. Come back here. Is there a problem, miss? You bet there's a problem. I've been waiting for half an hour for a store clerk and TV for a lousy remote, only to be shushed, ignored, and then bolted up. I'm sorry, miss, but could you keep it down, please? You're causing a commotion. A commotion? A commotion? I'll show you a commotion. All I wanted was a remote for my mother, and he ignores me, pushes me, pushes me down. I just want a control for my 85-year-old Another one? I know, right? It's the third customer this week who we've had to drag out of here. Huh, I wonder what's in the water. Beats me. Let's get off the floor and play Candy Crush. These customers are giving me the creeps. Our final song this week from Mike Powers is about all the people who think that they are or will be celebrities, but they're just not living in reality. You've seen them on TV trying out for various parts in movies, American Idol, etc., etc. Some of them are really sad, but they just don't have a clue how terrible they really are. KB Cabaret would like to heartily thank Mike Powers for being our musical guest this show. Now let's listen to Don't Quit Your Day Job on KB Cabaret. You told me you could sing real good, you told me you could dance, but like a bullfrog with two left feet, you ain't got a snowball's chance. You told me you could play guitar, but you don't face the facts. You'd be better chopping wood, but you got the wrong kind of axe. Don't quit your day job. 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 Not yet. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. 
quit your day job, not yet anyway. If you wanna get paid, not yet anyway. If you wanna get paid, don't quit your day job. Day job. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. Day job. Don't quit your day job. Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. Starring Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, Bree Harvey. Original skits by Bree Harvey, Kate and Bill Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, and John Montgomery. Original music by Bree Harvey. Musical arrangements by Christina Donella. Our sound engineer is Charles Berman, assistant sound engineer Valentine Terrell Monfriuga. We had a grand old time here at Parlor City with our friends here and where you are. Next week, we will start our communicating all over again with crazy antics, short stories, skits, songs, and if we get Beulah up, her recipes. Please visit our website at kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com to find her recipes, our sponsors, and contest entry rules for poetry and short stories. Why should we be the only ones who write? That's right. We want to hear from you and your talented ways. When we choose the pieces you have written, read it on air as well as print it on our website. The hardworking, fun-loving folks here at Parlor City say there are no goodbyes, only farewells. And above all, come and visit next week, same time, same station, at KB Cabaret. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. Love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.